Hello and welcome to Soul Food and Lemonade with me, your boy Deli. Listen, I am excited because I have the honor of interviewing a dear friend of mine who resides here in the New York metro area. He is an award-winning actor and he is, uh, you know, allow me to be speaking with him today. So for that, I am grateful. But before we go into the interview, let me just tell you a little bit about Taryn Carter. In 2016, the Connecticut Critique Circle voted him Outstanding Featured Actor in a Musical for his performance as Del Rey in Memphis, the Musical. The show set in the 1950s dealt with race relations in the music industry at the time. His television credits include recent co-star role on the CBS shows FBI and The Blacklist, as well as appearances on The Good Wife, Blind Spot, Madam Secretary, Elementary, and the ID channels The Perfect Murder. Terence, how are uh did I say Terence? Yeah, Forgive you me, did. my brother. Okay. Terence. <laughs> <laughs> how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. How you doing? I, I am doing great. It's awesome. I, whenever I pick up the phone and I hear Terence, I know it's a bill collector. <laughs> Taryn is an acting job. I know, right? It's my family member. So all oh, three of those. Okay, so you have different uh, different yeah, variations yeah. for different situations. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's good. That's good. How are you doing, man? I'm good, Delroy. How about you? I am doing great. You know what? I am so honored that you've uh, uh, you've uh, allowed me to be speaking with you because I've been seeing you on TV and uh, you've been doing your thing. And uh, the thing that uh, keeps surprising me, quite honestly, the terrain that I know is calm, cool, and collected. The one that I see acting can be a beast sometimes. What's up with that, bro? Okay, well, okay, so me, Taryn, the regular Terry from Baltimore, is usually mild-mannered, pretty even. I'm a Libra, you know, but uh, I guess sometimes some of these roles I step into, I feel like I'm channeling my dad. He was a, a karate uh, person, martial arts person all of his life, uh -huh. former military and all that, so he's got that edge. So when I want to go there, I just channel my dad. That's cool. That's pretty cool. Now, let me ask you this. Um, you are from Baltimore, as you said. Um, what was it like growing up in Baltimore for you? Um, I had a great childhood. Um, come from a great, loving family, a very big family, extended family. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of love in the family. Um, Hardworking mom. Um, Shirley Carter, I love you. <laughs> uh, yeah. And um, from pretty much from... Middle school on, I went to a gifted and talented school, and then in high school, I started performing, uh, pursuing uh, perform performing arts. I went to an engineering prep high school that was designed to prepare kids for careers in engineering, medicine, sciences. But so I would do that by day, and every day after school, I would go off to dance class or acting class and take dance, acting, uh, music came later on. So I had a good well-rounded childhood and uh, I guess it prepared me for what I'm doing now. So nice. So it was at that point that you realized that you had this bug for acting during yeah, those years? Yeah, from the time I was 13 years old. My aunt took me to her dance class one day and I had skinny, skinny legs and knobby knees. And I was like, <laughs> okay, well maybe if I take these dancing classes, I'll develop some nice strong muscular legs. 
So yeah, so I got hooked on the dance. That transitioned into uh, acting in musical theater. And um, and then I just went forward from there. That's great, man. Listen, when did you land your first acting role? Do you recall? My first professional acting role would have been, um, I went off, I think, in the mid-90s to join, to be part of the original German production of Miss Saigon. You know, they had had, up till then, they had a Broadway company. They had a London company. And they were casting people here in New York to do their German production. And uh, so I got hired and I went, did that for a little while. And then the next year I did the national tour of Jesus Christ Superstar with, uh, if you've ever seen the movie with Ted Neely, Carl Anderson, mm -hmm. they, they were the stars of the production that I was in. That was a national tour and it just went from there. Nice, nice. That was the beginning. Now, I know that uh, a lot of people who get into acting, whether it's acting or singing or whatever, they always have uh, uh, some people within the industry that they look up to. Who are yeah. some of the people that you look up to that you really respect and that not that you want to be them, but you yeah. see them as your role models? Who are some of those actors or actresses? <laughs> Only one one actress comes to mind for me right now, even though I have some males, but I can't recall anybody right now mm -hmm. who comes to mind. But Viola Davis, I think she's a beast. Oh, yes, uh, she is. Yeah, and I've been watching her since she was on um, Law & Order back in the day, playing those district attorneys or defense attorney uh, types. And I was like, man, there's something really powerful about, uh, about her. Uh, I know that there's some men too, but... It'll probably come to me later on in the interview. Nobody okay. can really speak. You know, you all, all your usual suspects, um, Morgan Freeman, of course. Right. Uh, I love some of the work that Will Smith has been doing, surprisingly, mm -hmm. for younger uh, generation um, actor. Denzel, maybe. Uh, Denzel, maybe. <laughs> but everybody says Denzel, so I think I, I know, was trying to I know. Denzel. But definitely Denzel. I have a girlfriend who... Uh, who teases me and calls me Denzel, uh, <laughs> uh, an actress that I worked with. That's, That's cool. That is cool. Now, if I could have half career he had. <laughs> I know. You, you are on your way. Definitely, yeah. you are well on your way from what I, I see. Now, yeah. let, let's do this. We're going to take a, a, a break and uh, show one of your clips. Um, I think the clips that I'm going to be looking at is, uh, or we're going to be showing is Motherless Brooklyn. Would you mind setting that clip up for us? Yeah, so this was a, a film that um, we shot a couple of years ago here in New York City, um, uh, uh, directed by and starring Ed Norton Jr., uh, amazing actor. Uh, you know, you guys have probably seen a lot of the work that he's done. And I was just fortunate enough to do a small uh, role in his film. This was the film that if you, if you were in the New York area, uh, you may have heard that the film set burned down. It was a big thing on the news. Uh, the film set that we were all working on that day burned. Oh, wow. Luckily, all of us actors, all the actors and crew got out safely and everything. But a fireman was killed. A fireman who responded oh, really? to the blaze was killed. Yeah, this was up in Harlem. Um, and it burned down some um, historic nightclub. Oh, um, wow that had been there probably since the 50s and 60s. And we were shooting in that space. It's shooting but, in the uh, same space. Yeah, okay. yeah, in that space. But yeah, this is a clip from that, uh, from that movie that came out last year. All right, so we're gonna view the clip right now. All right.
Hey! Hey, take it easy, take it easy. Jesus, what'd I do? Oh man, oh man, that that wow, wow. that's you. Yeah, <laughs> that was but a powerful I, clip right well, there. Working, working with Ed Norton, he plays a detective um, trying to solve a case, mm -hmm. and he's got Tourette syndrome, and uh, his character has Tourette syndrome. And I remember watching him work that particular night in the scene that comes right after that. Um, after he gets beat up by my character, my uh, thug character, he has um, an episode, uh, seizure episode um, on the ground. And I remember watching the actor, Ed, do that scene. And it went on for about five minutes with all the ticks and bumps and, you know, all the different things mm -hmm. that that condition has. And he was so amazing and so... It was just amazing to watch him do this thing. And it was just, it just went on and everything about it was nuanced and unique. And I was like, man, I'm just so proud to have a chance to work with this guy. Nice. Yeah. That was, that, I could tell you had fun doing that. All yeah. right. We're going to, we're going to take a quick break, um, you know, play a promo, then we'll be right back. Keep it locked. Right. If you're just joining me, I am speaking to Taryn Carter, actor and an award-winning actor and film uh, uh, actor. What am I trying to say? You know what? <laughs> Sometimes I get so confused. We will be right back. It's still early. Welcome back. It's Delhi along with the man himself, Terrence Carter. Terrence, listen, man. You, All right. You know, when I hear Terrence, I'm thinking Bill. Collector, I keep. Bill why Collector. do I keep saying Terrence? It's Terrence, right? Terrence, Terrence, Terrence. Yeah. All right. I'll get it one day. <laughs> and the funny thing about it, I've been practicing and rehearsing, but you never know what happens when you go live. You see what I'm saying? It. it you know. It comes you know, it's it. funny with Terrence. I'll tell you a real quick story. Uh, years ago, when I was creating a stage name, we already had Terrence Howard. Mm -hmm. I knew that we had Terrence Trent Darby, so I was looking for a name that was a little more unique. Okay. So that's where that's where Terrence comes from. I decided to drop the last two letters of my name, and that's how I created my stage name, Terrence Carter. And it's it's yeah. pretty neat. I like it. Yeah. I like it. It's worked for me all these years. Yes, yeah. it's it's good. Well, of all the work that you've done so far, do you have one that is closest to your heart? I don't want to say a favorite. I just want to say one that's closest to your heart. <laughs> that yeah, you can think I of. have one. You don't you don't have the clip to show um, now, but it's a piece that I did last year um, for a short film called When a Tree Falls. Normally, the roles that I play are CIA agents, FBI, all those guys, clean mm -hmm. shaven guys on the right side of the law, for the, uh, aside from the one that you just played. But for this particular uh, film, I played a drug dealer, family situation in the projects, and he just has a real interesting life and situation. Um, it was directed by uh, a friend of mine named Moise Morancy. An incredible actor. He's done a lot of stuff, Blue Bloods and a lot of other shows. But he decided to uh, direct and produce his own film. Mm -hmm. uh, and I, so I got a chance to do uh, that role. I grew in the whole goatee, salt and pepper goatee. So the character looked much different than how, who I am. And I was able to kind of just kind of lose myself in that. So hopefully it'll come out um, later on this year and I'll have some something 
footage to share. Nice, nice. Now, let me ask you this. How easy or difficult it is for you to get into your character to make sure that you give the director exactly what he or she wants? Uh, for me, I just do it. I try not to think about it too much. I just go there. Um, I know a lot of actors do a lot of preparation work and a lot of background work on their characters and all that, which I think is great. And I have to do a certain amount of that too, because I got to think about who he is, what's his relationship to the other people um, that he's dealing with, um, what's his past and all that. But um, the rest is to just jump in and just be free, allow yourself to be free to kind of step into the shoes of this particular person. Every character that we're dealing with is a, is a life, is a story, and you draw on parts of your own life to kind of fill it in, like, a, like, a, like painting a painting. Mm -hmm. You try to use all the different colors to make the person, the character, a three-dimensional, real human being. Awesome. That's, yeah. that's great. All right, so now we're gonna check out another clip from you, from you The Perfect Murder. Can you set that one up, please? Yeah, so this is, um, I'm playing one of two detectives, two uh, detective partners working together to solve the murder um, of, a, of a young man, a football player. Um, yeah, and this is, well, the perfect murder. These are reenactments, crime drama reenactments. So this was a real story. Oh, these are with, based on real yeah, stories, yeah, okay. A real story, a real family. Uh, and, um, and I play one of the, uh, detectives solving this case. All right, let's check that one out. Line Wallace. All right, let's make this quick. My boss will be back any minute. Sounds good to me. What were you last night? I was in my apartment. And your cousin LeBron, where was he? He was at a bachelor's party. Mm -hmm. Then he came home. What time was that about? That was about one. And he was home the whole rest of the night? He didn't go out again? No. One more question. What kind of car do you drive? A white Honda Civic. White Honda Civic. That was awesome, man. That was good. Um, I, I, I like her. She's cute. She's cute. Yeah, also. she is. She, yeah, she's a very cute few, young lady. Young, <laughs> there were a few young ladies who worked on that. The director had a good eye. <laughs> some nice looking uh, women for that. Yeah, yeah she good is. Good cast, though. Yeah. Yeah. So um, how was that one? Did you have a lot of fun doing that? I mean, I'm sure you have fun doing everything. Let but... me tell you something. Mm -hmm. I had a lot of fun, but it was challenging for me because I think I was in six or eight scenes. With with a lot of dialogue. Oh, okay. And and we had and I shot it in three days, so I came in, you know, say Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday uh -huh. to shoot my scenes, and man, so I was there on set, you know, still getting off book, learning the rest of my lines, doing the scenes, uh, working a long day, and then I'd have to come home and study for the next day. I guess it's like doing a soap opera, really, mm -hmm. where every day you learn more and more dialogue. So at first, I was a little afraid and intimidated by it. But once I started to get into it, I was like, you know what? You can do this. I, I can, you know, you can do this. So a lot of it was just kind of mind over matter, um, being able to digest a lot of uh, words and, you know, and make it real. Awesome. So it, it turned out well. The director and producer loved it. They, um, they um, said it was the best episode they had. Oh, nice, nice, yeah. nice. Yeah. Now, um, there's one clip that happens to be my favorite because i am i am I'm, in this i'm looking at the turns i've known for all these years 
and I'm looking at the acting that Terence is doing, the Terence that I know is uh, is doing, and I'm like, these two do not match the person right. I know with the acting, and I'm like, this is so good, you know, it is so good that it it almost appears real to me, in all honesty. Yeah. Oh, that's that's the point. <laughs> and the clip is a day in the life of who? Right. Your acting in that one is like this is an award-winning acting man, in my opinion. We're gonna check that clip out right now. Uh, set it up for me, please. Yeah. So this was a short film that I was in um, two or three, I guess, about three years ago, mm -hmm. directed by one of our up and coming uh, young black female directors. You know, they're coming into their own lately in the last couple of years, thank goodness, they're finally getting their chance to tell their story. Uh -huh. And she was amazing to work with. Um, uh, her name is Amy. I forget her last name right now, but you'll see it in uh, title on the bottom. Um, but yeah, she's just a wonderful person, human being. And uh, and just an awesome director. She that's wonderful, and I think and this was the scene that she directed me in. That's awesome, and it it looks so real. So we're gonna share it right now with our viewers. A day in the life. Chat. I'm Korean. What? What? You were intense in that one. You really now, that were That was intense. a lot of fun to do. We did that a few times uh, on the street. But yeah, that guy, the character I was playing there was a homeless uh, vet. And, um, you know, he had been home from war for a while, but years later still had the PTSD mm -hmm. that he was dealing with. And, uh, you know, and, you know, it gets real out on those food lines when they're in those soup lines, mm -hmm. rather than when they're trying to get their little piece. And uh, I think the soup line had just shut down. So... Of course, everybody was agitated, probably like what's going on right now. Uh, yeah, I can't imagine, uh, man. Now, uh, um, now that you mentioned what's going on right now, we're just going to switch topic for a moment. Um, in light of what is happening in the country right now, Terrence, yeah. um, what is your opinion on the coronavirus, the, the uh, racism that's happening, that has been happening for uh, centuries? Um, or decades, rather. What's your opinion on all that is happening right now, given the protests, the looting, all of that stuff? I'll start with the coronavirus. Uh, I just responded to some Facebook posts uh, an actor friend of mine had been posting about um, this morning. And he, I know him, did a film with him recently, not cool guy, comedian and everything. Mm -hmm. But he left town a few weeks ago to go to Florida, I guess, to get away and whatever. And he, he was calling it a hoax. I don't know if he was joking or what, but I said to him something like, um, a hoax, tell that to the more than 100,000 families of people who died from coronavirus. Tell that to them that this is just a hoax. Mm. These are grieving families who've lost family members. Um, I had family members who got sick in as early as late December and early January, wow. way before they were telling us something was going on here. So when my family members, they were just one by one by one um, in, my, in my mom's house and my um, other relatives' house were getting sick with it. So I knew it was uh, something for real. And thank God they didn't get to the point where they had to be hospitalized or put on ventilators. But it's a real deal. 
I'm thankful that in New York, where we, we went from 800 deaths a day, now we're down around 75 yeah. because people did the right thing with masking and uh, the social distancing and doing all the things that, um, that our medical uh, professionals asked us to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a president, however. Um, so that was that whole deal. The, the handling by the president and the administration, I think, bungled it. I think they uh, tried to keep it from us all of January and all of February and until it just couldn't be denied anymore. Meanwhile, it was spreading through the country for several months and, uh, and it didn't have to. And so lives, I think, were lost because of that. We'll have our reckoning about that in um, November. As far as the, um, the riots and everything, I'm really proud and glad to see people, young people, young and old, black, white, Asian, and everything in between, but primarily black, coming out to say that black lives do matter. Mm-hmm. They always did, we always did, always will. I'm glad to see it getting uh, some more attention. Um, it's a shame that it had to happen this way, that it took um, people protesting in the streets, rioting in the streets to make that happen. happen. Um, but it's finally getting some well-deserved attention. Um, too bad it's during a presidency that's ill-equipped to really handle it the, the right way. When you talk about shooting looters and bringing in the military to set up a police state, I think is is not the right way to go because I think you're just going to agitate people even more. I love the fact that people are protesting and raising their voices and raising awareness and consciousness about it. I don't think I don't agree with the looting and the arsons. I think those people are just taking advantage of the situation. Exactly. Those are oppor- the people who, who break glasses of our retail stores and running and steal stuff are just opportunists. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, it's got nothing to do with this young man, Mr. Floyd, uh, who was, you know, executed publicly in the streets or all the other, you know, uh, murders that we've seen uh, recently. Um, So, yeah, so that's how I feel about that. I'm hoping that, oh, and the last thing about that is I really hope and pray that the energy that's happening right now with these protests Mm -hmm. gets carried through to, through Election Day exactly. in November. Exactly. That is my hope words, also. Don't just protest and set things on fire and raise your voices and yell and scream in the street or carry signs or whatever and march. Take that into political action in the uh, voting booths where, you know, your vote's going to count. Not just for president. We got president. We need to turn over the Senate and get Democrat control of the Senate and keep a majority on Democrat control of the House of Representatives so we can have a government that actually gets things done for the people and uh, as opposed to now, which is just really for, you know, cronies and full mm-hmm. of corruption. And, uh, well those said. Those are my feelings on politics. Yeah. Well said. So. And um, I'm hoping that, um, you know, we as a people will continue to pressure the powers mm-hmm. that be, keep the pressure on not just because of this, not just through this demonstration, but always because year after year, election after election, there have been promises made that were not kept. So That's this right. is the opportunity. I think this is our moment to cease 100% and to just continuously put the pressure where it needs to be placed. You know, That's so right. I agree with that. Um, we're, I feel that where Republicans have been complicit 
in allowing this president to get away with all the ridiculous things and dangerous things he's been doing. We've got to um, hold Democrats uh, feet to the fire. Too, exactly. Because like you said, they make promises and then they don't follow through. So we've got to make sure that our Democrats are progressive in moving uh, uh, an agenda forward for the people and one in particular that benefits uh, black people because it's long overdue. Uh, for so us. well said. That's so yeah. true. All right, gonna take a final break and when we come back, our final segment. Keep it locked. Yeah. You're in tune to Soul Food and Lemonade with my special guest, Taryn Carter. Welcome back. Welcome back. Taryn, man, what do you have to say to um, to those people who say who may say you are an actor? Stay in your own lane. I mean, I've heard this so many times for um, basketball players, heard it for artists. What would you say to those people who don't quite get why as a black man, as anybody, you have to speak up against Injustice. You just said it as a black man. <laughs> I'm an actor and that's my profession. That's my craft, but I'm still a human being. I'm a black man living in America. And uh, we are citizens with who share the First Amendment rights and all the other rights the Constitution provides. But we have families and communities that we care about. And um, those are the reasons why we need to get involved. And at any time you're an actor, a celebrity, or any type of um, person with a public persona, I think it's your responsibility mm -hmm. to use your platform to reach out to other people, um, whatever cause you know you're trying to put forth. Or you're, um, I think it's it's up to us because if we don't do it, who will? Um, and oftentimes, say, sports celebrities or whatever, they have huge followings and people who watch them. Exactly. Yeah, you want to also take them on a journey um, as well and promote things that are that are good for them and good for the people. Yeah, well said. It's not said. just about playing basketball or just doing your acting films and staying silent. You know, you have to use your voice as a human being, as a citizen. Exactly. And I totally agree with you. Um, okay. There's one final clip that I want you to set up um, before we close this interview. Uh, the clip is called FBI. Um, okay. what, uh, what can we expect in this particular clip or what was the, uh, the story about in this particular clip? Yeah, I don't remember the rest of the story, but I know in this particular segment, there was uh, a young man who was um, who got into some sort of situation. I think he was a um, perpetrator of some particular crime. I can't remember what it was, mm -hmm. but he was in the hospital. He got injured and was in the hospital and he was in the custody of the police. But while he was in the custody of the police, something happened to him Okay. in the hospital. All right, we're going to watch this right now. Excuse me. 
We'd like to speak to one of your patients, Kevin Okoro. He died an hour ago. From his injuries? Can I help you guys? Yeah, we came in here to check on Kevin Okoro. We just heard he passed. Yeah. Oh, somebody suffocated him. Oh man, oh man. Yeah, that that that's once again that's real acting. Real. It doesn't get much better than that. You know, and I, I am so proud of what you're doing and the things that you're doing. I know um recently you've just completed a uh, what was it, a short film, a feature film? Yeah, I'm trying. So yeah, so I completed one uh that I'm working on one last year and it came out this year. Well, it came out the end of last year. Mm -hmm. uh, everything is quiet right now because when we came right. back from Christmas break, uh, basically everybody, all the actors were in auditioning mode mm -hmm. uh, for new projects that were coming up. And that was January, February. And then all of a sudden, the door slammed shut uh, in March. Right. So the whole industry went silent. Uh, so basically, all of us actors are just using this time to you know, work on our craft take new pictures, whatever we have to do. So when things do finally open up and the production start going again, we'll be ready to, to jump back into it. So things are quiet right now, but you right. know, I'm reading play, I'm doing online play readings mm -hmm. or reading scripts with um, different directors um, through Zoom or whatever. And those kinds of things are keeping, uh, keeping me and us busy. Awesome, awesome. Now, finally, this is kind of like a speed section where I'm oh, going to ask you yeah. a few things and you just pop them off. Yeah. All right. All right. Favorite color? Blue, probably. Ah, yeah. me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Yeah. Relationship status? Uh, single and looking, not looking. Oh. Half and half, right? Yeah, look. Single and married. No, married to my work. That's probably. Oh, okay. That's that's yeah. a that's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, hobbies. Oh man, I love music. Love singing. Uh, being outdoors. No particular hobby. Hobbies. Uh, yeah. Favorite food. Shrimp. Seafood. Okay. All right. I I I can live with that. Um, okay. Favorite thing to do when not. Working, not, we're not on the job. Um, it, go to the movies, um, go to dinner with a few close friends, spend time in the park, uh, had a picnic with a friend of mine the other day in the park. We're both in mass, she's in her mass. We're eating fried chicken, it was so good. I love moments like that where you can just kind of be with one or two or three close friends. Awesome, awesome. Man, I want to say thank you very much for um, interviewing with me today. And I, you know what? I'm looking forward to seeing your huge film. Whatever it is going to be, I know it's going to be big because you're in it. So I'm looking forward to I'm rooting you, for I, you. I thank you. I thank you for that. And I want to wish you well on, on this new venture of yours. Thank you, man. Um, you know, and look forward to six months down the road when you got a show as big as Wendy Williams. Oh. And you can say, yeah, you were my first guest. On, I on, know, right? On <laughs> so I'm looking forward to that. That would be you know, awesome. That would be awesome. Yeah. Once again, Terrence, thank you. Have yourself a wonderful rest of your day and uh, keep it positive always, man. Yes, you too, and stay safe and all that. All right, thank you. Okay, all right.
Hello everyone, my name is Gerard Henry, former host and original creator of Lift Every Voice on Black Entertainment Television, which was a gospel music video show where we featured the major artists in the gospel music industry, as well as CCM, uh, athletes, entertainers, as well as pastors uh, during that time. The show lasted for 20 years, I was the host for the first 10, and it was an amazing time, really enjoyed it, had a lot of fun, and one of the things that I discovered was the power of media to influence people for good. Now, since then, I've grown a lot personally as well as professionally. My network has expanded, and there's been a burden that's really developed over the years in my heart to do something which I'm now calling, as you see, called God in the Streets, a grassroots movement of love and good works. And what better time than now to begin launching out with a grassroots movement of love and good works? The truth of the matter is, there's a lot of good works happening around us. Why not capture those stories? Why not celebrate and amplify what other people are doing, but also to inspire one another to be a part of this movement? That's what God in the Streets is about. And we're in, only in phase one, which is where I really need your help. The simple ask is this. Like us on Facebook, share our content, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, and let's create a buzz. Again, I'm only talking about phase one where we can make noise about the good things that are happening. One of my favorite scriptures is, you are God's masterpiece, it's in Ephesians 2.10. You are God's masterpiece, created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which he planned in advance for you to do. Let's celebrate the good works that is already happening, as well as inspire maybe yourself and others to do the good works that God put inside of them to do. This is going to be an amazing movement. I'm so excited and so happy to begin launching and I'm asking for your help as well. Like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, and let's let everybody know that God is in the streets.